Welcome to the 10 Minute Life Lesson Podcast. I'm Jay Cleveland Payne. When this timer hits 9 minutes and 55 seconds in this recording, you'll have a fully developed life lesson that you can take with you and begin immediately implementing. The podcast falls under the umbrella of my greater personal development efforts, all under the Your Better You brand. For information on accountability coaching or to gain access to tools, tricks, or life hacks, visit yourbetteryou.info. Thank you for joining me on the journey today. Now, here is this week's life lesson. So let's cut to the chase. Life means dealing with a lot of factors, and a lot of those factors are rules and regulations that we must live by. Some are rules of literal nature, such as gravity, and some are rules that are made by man so that we as men or women can survive in a world together without killing each other, literally and figuratively. So there's a lot going on in the world, and a lot of that is regulated by rules and regulations that keep us in line or keep us actually flowing around and managing to coexist in the world with other human beings and other things, nature and animals and whatnot. However, that does not mean every single rule and regulation that's on the books right now is necessarily a great rule and regulation for you or the collective you that is us. It also means that every rule and regulation does not necessarily apply to you in certain situations or to other people in certain situations. And, of course, every single rule that's out there does not necessarily need to be still in existence. Rules are put in place to help regulate a something in a certain situation, but times and situations may have changed and that rule could be outdated or that rule could be essentially wrong in the first place but enough people are now standing up to realize and understand just how wrong that rule is so people are now coming to terms with that and coming to a new true life where things are trying to right the wrongs of the past so the point of today's lesson is that all rules every single rule out there that's given to you is meant to be tested or are meant to be tested to be grammatically correct Rules are meant to be tested, not necessarily broken, not necessarily squashed, but every single regulation on the books should have some sort of legitimate test to make sure that it's actually good. And that doesn't necessarily mean you have to go up and run traffic signs and and blow past speed limits just to see if your local constable is going to keep up with those things. It's actually a bit more subtle than that. Essentially, anything someone asks you to do And if that ask is based on it being a general rule that we must all follow, you should be able to question, well, why? That's the test. Why is this rule one that we have fashioned to use for this case? And the answer could be simple. Uh, If the answer you get back is because that's how we do it, sometimes that is the answer to your question. That's how we decide we're going to do it. And that is that. And you have to sort of accept it as long as there's no real heartburn to why they decided that way, way back when. Why did we go with this color for the backdrop? Well, it's all the only paint color we had, so we painted it and we just stuck with it. Okay. Why do you choose to do this this way? Well, it's just the way we just sort of figured out it worked and we stopped trying to test it and we kept going what worked. That's great. The real sort of thought process behind this lesson is the story of the lady baking a ham. And you may have heard this in various cases, and most people teach it as something that their wives do. And so it's like a homey thing, but since I've heard it from so many people, 
it's obvious they're not all married to the same people. They don't have the same grandmother. So this is how the basic story goes. A, a wife it was one day making dinner for the family and decides she's going to bake a ham. So she pulls the ham out of the refrigerator, cuts the ends of the ham off, and puts it in the pan to prepare to put it into the oven. The husband, noting that she was very meticulous in how she prepared everything, including cutting the ends off both ends and putting it in the pan, asked her, why do you do that? What's the purpose of cutting the ends off the ham? And she says, well, I don't really know. That's how my mother did it. And so she inquires with her mother because the husband still wants to know. It's like, hey, mom, why do we cut the ends off the ham when we bake them in the oven? And her mother's like, well, I don't really know. That's what my mother, your grandmother, did. So she inquired with grandma or her mother and asked the same question. And she just said, well, that's just how I learned it from your mother or your grandmother, my mother. Uh, that's how she made it back in the day. And so I just carried it on. And so they were inquired with the great grandmother, the, the fourth generation back on why they did that. And the answer was pretty simple. It was the depression. We only had so many pots and pans and the size of the ham they would give us was a little too big for the for the pan. So we cut the ends off and we ate the piece of the, the ham on the ends of there and just baked the rest of it. There was a very, very simple and a very real reason for why the great, great, great grandmother uh, prepared the ham that way. She literally had a pan that was too big for the hams they were given. And so they had to fit it into the pan to, to make it bake. Everybody else just cut the ends off because that's how they did it. That's just the way it was done. So using that story as an illustration, you always can have a reason for it. And if that's just the way it's done is a fine reason. Well, that's why the generations down the line make that ham that way. But they didn't necessarily have to. They had pans or the ability to get other pans where the ham fit fine or the ham might have been too small for the pan. They could have had more hams in the same pan going that way. Now I want to get some ham, I guess, for lunch. But if you go back and back and back for the real reason why something exists or something is done or something is there, you can see generally why things are done and how you can adapt. You can test the theory. You can test the rule. You can test the regulation and see whether it's worth dealing with. You don't necessarily have to cut the ends of the ham off anymore. And maybe you try it one time without that and you realize, hey, there's a juicier ham because the whole thing is wrapped in the casing. Maybe that you come down to that decision. Now, in the 200 years or so of just the life of the United States and the thousands of years of the life of the other many much older nations, many rules, many regulations, many norms have been changed. So many have changed here in the United States that we've actually have have updated the rules to well, to our constitution, which are the bound the bounds that the rules that bound us together as Americans that had to be changed for lots of reasons. One of the most famous ones I talk about more often than I should is the three fifths compromise, and that is so that the original Americans, when trying to work on a census and trying to work on population, many of the states who had slaves in them didn't want to give the slave people any rights and still wanted to count them as population. So a slave person counted as three-fifths of a person just for population purposes, essentially as part of population and property. That obviously got changed for lots of different reasons because I am not right now not worth three-fifths a person as a black person here in 2020. 
That's a rule that had to be changed. Rules about citizenship and ownership and property rights and voting and all those things have changed for many different ethnicities, many different people, different, well, two genders, male and female. Females couldn't, couldn't vote originally here. But many of those rules and things had to be tested, had to be tested in very bloody and, and, and just unruly ways to make sure those rights were achieved. And going forward, people are still doing the same things. In other nations, they're dealing with changes in cultures and changes in times that are causing a lot of strife in those issues. But they're testing the rules that are going forward for them as well. And if those macro level thoughts are a little too much for you, let's take it to a personal micro level. Everything that you do, everything that you say, everything, all your motions and all of your actions are based on some sort of rule, if you will, some sort of personal thing that you've gotten into. And in most cases, they can be tested as well. You can't figure out your diet plan because you're so used to eating a certain way. Well, that's because you mentally believe that's the rule. You can change that. You don't believe you can do more and achieve more in your life. Well, that's some sort of mental rule that's limiting you there. You can change that. All rules, all regulations, all things that are forced upon you should have some sort of explanation. And sometimes the explanation is that's just how we do it. Sometimes that's a fine explanation. But just like you should never tear down a wall until you realize why that wall was put up there or build a wall to understand why there's no wall there in the first place, every single thing that regulates your life has sort of purpose or everything that doesn't regulate your life, if you will, anything that you don't have a rule for was probably there for a reason or maybe for just because there's no reason in the first place. Once you understand what the reasons for having a regulation or getting rid of regulation is and what the possible consequences are, you have the tools to test all rules and see whether they are just or unjust or maybe figure out whether you should make a few new ones because the time has come. Thank you for joining for this week's podcast. Thank you for being a part of the mission of the 10 minute life lesson. And thank you for just for being you listening to the podcast, being a part of the conversation back and forth, helping me to know what it is that you guys want, you guys need, you guys are listening for, because that is what makes this whole thing work to reach out to me. It's very simple. It's really, really simple. Go to your better, you.info, your better, you.info. And you can see all about this podcast. You can learn about our sister podcast called steps. Your better. You is much like this one, except instead of in 10 minutes, in 90 seconds, you have your lesson. You take away with you and go to work on that. Also find information on coaching, uh, either accountability coaching or some, some one-on-one chatting coaching. And even in what we're going to do in our very final cohort for coming up soon for Better You in 52, we're going to change that mindset from a year-long sort of cohort into a ongoing group community where people come in and can kind of chat and go along. And once you're done, you know, you can you can go off and take care of great things when you're ready for it. We're going to work on that, launching that coming very soon. But we have one last cohort that's going to be for the 52-week version happening even sooner, obviously. So check out information on that at yourbetteryou.info. Email me at yourbetteryouinfo at gmail.com or uh, check out Payne at gmail.com and also gmail a lot of gmails also jclevenpain.net my website for where i house all of my 
I'll call them talents. I've got to be positive about that. All the things I do around podcasting and broadcasting and creativity and things like that. You can check all that stuff at that website as well. Make sure you are subscribed to this podcast. I don't know sure, not sure how you found me today, uh, but make sure you're subscribed to it so you can make sure you don't miss out on future episodes and share it with other people. We want as many people in the conversation of personal development and growth together so we can talk about it and grow together. I don't grow without you guys giving me inputs directly to the podcast episodes and in general and Hopefully you are growing with the information that I am producing here as well. So until next time, thank you so much again for being here for this podcast, sticking along for the salesy stuff after the lesson. As we said, at 10 minutes, the lesson's over and then you move on to the pitch stuff here. But be back next week where in 10 minutes time, we will give you another great life lesson to take with you and learn from the 10 minute life lesson podcast from your better you.info.